0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 148 of the Stand-Up Guys podcast. I'm your host, incomparable Zach Jones, joined, as always, by star of the porn parody, The Gash, where he played the arch-villain Real Hard Dong, (laughs) a.k.a. the reverse Gash, AJ (laughs) Singh.
1: I mean, that works. I think it does kind of work, yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, I was like i was having trouble coming up with like the villain name because like eobard yeah. is such a weird name yeah. i thought maybe go with the dickster as the villain but nobody knows the trickster to right. begin with yeah. so i was like well, okay I, I think real hard
1: dong works with <laughs> eobard though like <laughs> right
0: what kind of name is eobard like if like if you name your kid eobard you want him to be a super villain i saw like a breakdown
1: of like somebody who watches the flash and they were like that's just what a made-up futuristic
0: name, you know. <laughs> In the future, people will have terrible names, <laughs> which is probably true. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so if you couldn't guess, this is going to be our review of the Flash. Um, and anyone who hasn't watched our program, I think the thing that makes it stand apart is not only are we going to give you a quick, you know, spoiler-free review, but anybody can do that. We're then going to go give you a nice deep dive, scene-by-scene spoiler review. Um, but first, uh, let's move over to old Rotten Tomatoes. Right now, the uh, film uh, is at a 66% on the tomato meter. Uh, the film stars Ezra Miller as Barry Allen, a.k.a. The Flash. Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne uh, slash Batman. Sasha, I don't know if it's Callie or Callie. It might be because he got the double L with oh. the Latino... Uh, pronunciation, but I'm not sure. Anyway, that uh, she plays Carzo Zarel, a.k.a. Supergirl. We got Michael Shannon as General Zod. Uh, Ron Livingston, now standing in for Billy uh, Crudup, as Henry Allen. Uh, Mary Bell Verdue as Nora Allen. Kirstie Clemens as Iris West. And Jeremy Irons as Alfred Pennyworth. Okay. Um, yeah, spoiler-free, AJ. What did you think of this thing? It was okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no big rousing endorsement.
1: I, I think the hype was a little too much, you know. Like, I
0: agree. Now that we've seen the movie, yeah. the hype train was a little too much.
1: Yeah, I don't know I don't know who was behind all that hype. It feels like
0: it was some great
1: marketing by DC to get people to come out and see this movie. Um, you know, it's not something you have to watch, but it's an okay movie. You know, it's it's a fine experience. I wouldn't I wouldn't think it was a, a head and shoulders above anything else.
0: Yeah, I agree. I um, I came out of this movie, and and it's disappointing because of all the DC movies coming out this year. Like, Flash was by far my most anticipated. Yeah. And so I I came out disappointed. I, now I I'll say I don't think the like the movies like total dog poop, like just terrible or anything. But I think my biggest thing is, and I've made this complaint with certain Marvel movies where I I think certain Marvel movies like. Go for the joke too much, and it just kind of undercuts any sort of tension or or possible stakes. You, th- and I, I definitely felt that in this movie. Like, like I was telling you, like uh, as we came out of this movie, I, this movie felt goofy to me. Yeah, like, and I think a big part of that is Ezra Miller's performance. Yeah, you know,
1: I was I was surprised after all the stuff we'd heard about Ezra Miller, like, all the stuff he had gone through, like, you know, the the negative press and stuff we heard him doing, um, that this was the performance that DC was like, oh, we gotta show this to the world. Like, I mean, I I know most of the movie was shot by then, but it didn't look finished now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean... (sighs) I don't know. Like cuz we get like a taste of him as the Flash in other movies, but for me it was like never enough to really judge anything on. Yeah. Now that I've seen Ezra Miller in like this full movie, I'm kind of like not that he was like or not that they were terrible, but I'm like I, I, it didn't seem like anything special to me and it seemed yeah. like I said like just goofy. Like yeah. It, it, I feel like it went for the joke way too much, and a lot of the jokes fell flat. At least for me. Although, I mean, humor is always subject, subjective. I know there was a guy like in our aisle, like to the left of us, mm-hmm. and he. I heard him laugh at many things. So, oh, okay. so like. You know, it is subjective, but, yeah, I just, I don't know. They went for a lot of jokes. I think a lot of them didn't land. Ezra Miller's performance is is goofy. You know, the other thing is, like, the running itself. Like, I I get, like, you got to put your own spin on it, and, like, that's the fastest thing is he's running, so you want to kind of do a thing. But the way he kind of, like, weirdly, like, flails his arms, like, really high, it just looks weird. I I mean, to be fair, he did that in the other movies, too, so it's, like, consistent, but.
1: Yeah, I felt like, um he should be like a professional (laughs) when it comes to running. (laughs) Like he shouldn't
0: be so goofy looking. He should just look like, you know, when Tom Cruise sprints in a movie, you know, it should be no wasted movements. Like it should be, he shouldn't uh, like have his hands like all the way above his head, like this, like weird, like robot. Like he's just
1: running like a little kid or something, you know, who doesn't really know exactly how to do it. Like his form is just not, doesn't look right.
0: Yeah. I don't know if the director was trying to sell the movie, but I, I heard like Andy, uh, I think it's pronounced Musietti or Mus, no, Muschetti, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, it looks like Muschietti, but I I think it's pronounced Muschetti. Anyway, he was quoted as saying, like, he can't imagine, like, you know, anybody but Ezra playing this part. And he's saying, like, going forward, like, he would champion Ezra's, you know, playing The Flash some more. But, like, I don't know. Like, after seeing this movie, I'm like, I don't think it's necessary.
1: Yeah, I mean. I know the Flash is supposed to have like certain like dork, almost Spider-Man type qualities. Like, you know, he's kind of a a dork, you know, he's not like the most jock type of superhero or anything like that. But um, Ezra might be a little bit too much in that direction, like of being too dorky.
0: I, yeah, I agree. He played it very dorky. Yeah. (laughs) To a degree. Yeah. that I just, I don't know. I wasn't really on board. Right, right. For a lot of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, well, before we get into spoilers, it, uh, we won't give our scores yet, but if you were just going to kind of say, uh, uh, say th- see this in theaters, wait for streaming, don't see it at all, what would you say? Wait for streaming. I'm in the same boat. Yeah, I do not think, like if you're on the the edge of this saying, I don't think you need to run out, yeah. pun intended, to see this in, in theaters. And like, yeah, yeah, at most uh, I say streaming at home I mean, yeah, I guess it's worth a watch at least once, yeah. but you can wait for home streaming. Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend uh, high enough to say you have to see it in theaters. Mm. Um, you want to add anything before um well, I guess um just generally um what do you think of like the other performers like, you know, Michael Keaton? I thought Keaton was
1: good. I like Keaton's performance. Um he just seemed like a genuine person, you know, the the role he played. He- he played it well, I thought. I I, I bought him as Batman. I, you know, he's played the role before. Also. Right.
0: Um, yeah, and it was just fun to see him again.
1: Yeah, uh, Supergirl was, um, she she seemed like, kind of like an she was an angry young woman. You know, she had just been mis- mistreated and she had been through a lot. So, uh, we kind of got like one one kind of uh, perspective of who she is, just that angry. Retaliatory kind of behavior you know?
0: Yeah I think she was competent But we I don't even know if we really got enough of her In this movie to really make A a, a, a good judgment about yeah, her yeah. Um, I will say though If it's between like this more edgy Attitude Supergirl and Or like the more Like upbeat Supergirl we get in like the CW show I think I like the more upbeat Supergirl Version a little bit more mm-hmm. But this one could win me over too We, yeah, ju- I we mean, just maybe didn't get enough of if her If we saw more
1: sides of this one Yeah, yeah. for
0: sure but yeah, acting-wise, she did did just fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's all about. All I got to say before we get into spoilers. Yeah, okay, let's get into it. All right, guys, the fun part. Let's get into spoiler country. All right. Uh, so we opened the movie on Barry in a store buying a, like a high-calorie sandwich, which it was like a weird sandwich, wasn't it? Like honey and raisins Peanut or butter something. Butter and uh, jelly
1: did. and. Yeah, raisins and honey. and Something
0: that sounded gross, but yeah. something designed to get his metabolism up, yeah. you know. Um Apparently, the normal sandwich girl is gone. Uh, so, like, he's dealing with a replacement guy who's, like, you know, really slow at making the sandwich. Yeah. And, of course, like, his whole gimmick in the comics is he's the fastest man alive, but he's always late yeah. to everything, you know. So, of course, that's his thing here. Oh, he's going to be late for work. Anyway, while he's waiting, he gets a call from Alfred uh, because apparently there's an emergency in Gotham. And they have this whole thing where Alfred mentions that are you know he's asking why him and he's like oh we tr- you know superman and wonder woman and, and batman are all busy so like he's like the you know when everybody else is busy they'll call the flash type of thing um so flash well the guy's making the sandwich he goes outside cuz he's going to go to Gotham to uh, to help uh, but like we said like his metabolism is really low so like there's this group of girls that recognize him on the street and like one of them has like a half eaten candy bar and he's like hey can I have that and she's like, sure. And she throws it, and like, he's not paying attention because he's on the phone. So it like hits him in the head. But my thing is, he's kind of a dick for not eating that candy bar. Yeah, he, like asking for it and then like just leaving it there. Yeah. And it's like he—he's the Flash. He could definitely could have got it within the five second rule. And, and he was like starving, so and yeah. he can eat it in like a second, you know. So really, he should have. Once it. it hit him in
1: the head, he could have grabbed it before it hit the ground. He's That's true fast. too.
0: Like, there, yeah, it was. So uh,
1: I, I also, thought he was. I also thought it was a weird choice to have that thirteen year old, fourteen year old girl be like, I love you, Flash, when Ezra's already got this like kind of grooming. Well, they stuff. didn't know at
0: that point though. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Actually, I'll get to it in just a second, but there's another line that in retrospect <laughs> is uh, is a bit weird too. Yeah. Um, so Barry runs all the way to Gotham and we you know, we get his see his powers kind of showing off here. And so he discovers that there's a hospital that I guess I don't think a, there was no villain here. It just like was falling into a sinkhole. I guess yeah. a big old sinkhole opened up. Uh, he does get on a call with Batman, ask Batman why he's not doing this. And Batman's busy. He's chasing some men on his bat cycle that uh, stole, I guess, some dangerous virus or something. right? Mm. Um, okay, so this hospital's collapsing, and on one of the top levels, there's a nursery. So there's a nurse and a bunch of babies that, that fall out of the window. And, like, we'll get to it right now. So, like, this movie has a lot of CGI in it. Some of it's good, and some of it is not. And these CGI babies, man, they oh, do yeah. not look good. They are awful. <laughs> There's also a CGI dog as well.
1: There was like no fear of these children dying because they didn't look human in the first place. (laughs) No, no, those (laughs) babies look messed up, man.
0: Um, Man, this whole scene just was hokey to me. But anyway, Flash, he 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 goes into the Speed Force, slows down time, he runs up the building, um, and all these like babies, you know, are you know headed for trouble. But what does he do first? He breaks into the vending machine. And he eats a bunch of stuff out of the vending machine to get his metabolism up. And, like, I thought it was kind of silly because he's got, like, this monitor that monitors his metabolism. And he, like, eats that and it, like, changes. It says, like, oh, peak powers or something, like, stupid, you know. Um So he puts one of the babies in a microwave. That was a poor choice. (laughs) That too (laughs) did seem like a poor choice. Oh, Oh, like before that, like he takes a burrito out of that and he like throws the burrito so that it like uh, will hit these like scalpels out of the way of another baby. Um, So anyway, he ends up lining up all these babies like perfectly in the air so that he can put out this stretcher that they'll all like safely land onto. Um, He also catches the nurse, and I wrote presumably the dog, because the dog ends up on on top of the microwave, but I don't think we actually ever see him touch the dog, but all of a sudden the dog's there, so I'm like, okay, that was a weird choice not to actually see him rescue the dog, but whatever.
1: But they show at the very end of the movie, like in the credits, like him actually like grabbing the dog in the middle of the air.
0: that's true like as as the credits are going mm-hmm. yeah they have that you're right the whole thing with the, the dog so maybe that's why they didn't show it because they knew they were going to do it during the credits or whatever kind of a weird choice but yeah. whatever um. So, yeah, he saves the babies and, and the woman. And I wrote, ironically, Flash tells the nurse that she should seek metal, mental health counseling. And he <laughs> mentions that the Justice League does not do a good job with right. mental right. health. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, he's, he's talking about literally behind the scenes. <laughs> you know what? I'm almost surprised they did not edit that line out because, of course, by now, they would have known yeah. Ezra Miller's Troubles, and I was like, I wouldn't think they would want that, but maybe they're like, well, maybe it's Time I don't know. <laughs> I just thought that was weird. Man, speaking of CGI, so we got this bike chase going, Batman on the bike, and one thing I didn't like is how even CG that was. Yeah, You know, at least, like, I feel like, I wish that was done more practically because, you know, that's something you can appreciate about, like, when, you know, um, Christopher Nolan was doing, like, the Batpod chase. Like, it all looked great. Here, I mean, he's got, like, this thing that comes out of the top of the Batmobile that, like, you know, busts these cars out of his way. And then he, like, makes a sharp turn with a jet on the back. But it all looks phony. It's all very CG. And it just, I don't know, it kind of takes you out of it a bit.
1: And these two little shields like pop up on his uh, motorcycle. Oh, right, because they like, shoot at him. That's supposed to stop all these bullets? <laughs> like, how do you not get hit in the jaw by a bullet? His mask is only covering half his face. <laughs> <laughs> He's just that good.
0: <laughs> uh, so I wrote, Batman finishes his CG-heavy uh, chase uh, with him and uh, the bad guy hanging off a bridge <clears throat> with a virus that's about to fall in the ocean. But luckily, out of nowhere, uh, Wonder Woman shows up, and she pulls him up with the lasso at Truth. So this scene I hate, because basically what happens is the lasso is causing Batman and the Flash and the the bad guy to basically just say all these embarrassing things about themselves because they're holding on to the lasso. Mm -hmm. But here's my thing. That's not how the lasso works. Mm -hmm. Like, if... Like, they still have the option of talking or not. It's one of those things where, like, if she asked them a a question while they're holding the lasso and they answered, like, they would have to answer truthfully. Mm -hmm. But you don't just have to start saying every, like, embarrassing truth about yourself. Like, that is not how the lasso works. Okay. Well, at least in the comics. Right. So I just, I hated that. I thought it was silly. I don't know. Did you like that?
1: I didn't know that's how the lasso works. So for me, it was just like, oh, I thought that. That's how it works.
0: At least I've never read a comic where it just starts compulsively like making a person like confess every embarrassing truth about themselves. I don't think that. Uh, no, I, I thought that was silly. <clears throat> um. So because of all this, Flash shows up work till late as always, and he's yelled at by his boss. Um. Now Barry, because of what happened to his dad, uh, his dad was wrongfully wrongfully in prison. And he's working as a CSI, so he, he has all these cases, uh, cold cases, that he wants to reopen because he thinks, like, you know, basically someone in, innocent might have been mm-hmm. put behind bars, so he wants to examine the evidence more. But his boss says, no, they're behind, uh, too behind as it is, without opening all these cold cases. Uh, so Baring and his co-workers go outside, and they witness his boss announcing the end of some sort of murder investigation uh, to the press. And in the press line is Iris West. Uh, Barry tells his coworkers that he was still working on the, on that case, you know, going over some evidence, um, and this is when Iris comes over to talk to him. Um, so apparently, I
1: was confused here. Like, so when Barry went to the cafe, he was looking for a woman. I, I thought Iris worked at the cafe. She ended up being a reporter.
0: No, he he said that the the woman at the um cafe was just like the regular that worked there. I, she had a different name like Sarah or something.
1: Oh, uh, but did he have like a thing for her too? Like a crush on her or something?
0: It sounded like maybe he did. Okay. Um I don't know if he just liked her cuz like she always had a sandwich ready. Okay. It, it it actually did sound like maybe he liked her?
1: Yeah, cuz in the last uh in the first uh, Justice League movie, there was a girl at like a coffee shop or something that he he saved her even like uh from an accident, right? Like that was
0: Well, I think he in the in the like Snyder cut, he saves Iris. Like That's Iris. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay.
1: Right.
0: I, um yeah, I remember like there was a guy that like in a truck and he like lost his hamburger or something and he like he was going to crash into her or something. Oh,
1: okay. I was confusing her for Okay, yeah, I get it now.
0: Um okay. So Iris So apparently Iris and Barry went to um, college together. I don't know if they actually set that up in the other movies. Maybe they did. Mm. Uh, But Iris tells Barry that she swears that she has seen him since college, but he's like, no, last time I saw you was college. So I think they're they're basically referencing the Snyder Cut. Maybe. Because, like, would they have... um, I don't know. Did they meet in any of the other movies? I can't remember now. I agree, she remember. hasn't played a large part in any of these no. movies. So it's hard to say. Um, so Iris has been following Barry's dad's case, and she knows that he has a court hearing the next day. Um, Barry goes to his apartment, and he gets a thumb drive from Bruce. So apparently uh, when Barry's mother was getting m- murdered, uh, his dad was at a grocery store with uh, uh, a video camera, Uh, And Bruce was able to clean that footage up, which hadn't been cleaned up before. Uh, But unfortunately, Barry's dad, uh, he never looked up and showed his face on the camera. So it was no help to him. Um, So Barry ends up getting a call from his dad, who's in prison, and he tells him the bad news about the footage. Uh, So while they're talking, like Barry puts on the flash suit and he actually takes a trip to his childhood home uh, where his mom was murdered. And so we get a flashback to the day it happened. So basically, uh, Barry's mom was cooking. She needed an extra can of tomatoes. Uh, So Barry's dad went to the store. And then while Barry was upstairs, he hears a loud noise. And he goes downstairs to find his dad holding his mom, who had been stabbed. Uh, and he tells Barry to call 911, and Barry just, like, runs out of their house. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, okay, I get that he was scared, but, like, he didn't know to, like, use their telephone. Yeah. I was like... <laughs> That's
1: all surprised by, too. You could use
0: your own phone, buddy. Okay, so this brings up a big question for me. So, like, we know, like, in the comics and in the Flash TV show, his mom was actually murdered by the reverse Flash. Yeah. In this movie, he never seems curious as to who murdered his mom, right. which is something I find so weird because, like, he he wants to prevent his mom's death, but I'm like, and he wants to exonerate his dad, but I'm like, at no point does he even mention, like, you know, somebody super-powered might have done this, or, or you know, uh, maybe if I go back in time, I can see and, yeah. you know, stop who did... You know, I just thought that was... Because there's really... That's one weird thing about this movie, is there's, like, really no central villain. Mm -hmm. I mean, Zod's eventually a villain, kind of. But, I don't know, structurally, in that way, it's very weird. Yeah, there
1: there really is no big baddie in this movie, and you don't really have anybody to, like, focus on throughout the movie, like... That's the guy who's causing all these issues. It
0: just buries bad decisions. Yeah, the <laughs>
1: just making dumbasses. And, like, yeah, you would think that he would want to know who killed his mom, so he at least hold that person accountable in the future. Like, okay, I didn't change the past, but at least I know now who did this, right?
0: And even us as an audience, like, you know, it's 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 a mystery presented that we never get a an answer to. So, like, we're like, okay, is it the reverse flash? Are they doing something different in this movie? You know, yeah. and we just... It's never addressed, ever. I I thought that was a very weird choice. Mm -hmm.
1: They speculate a little bit about what it could have been, but nobody really wants to know for sure.
0: Right. Um, So he gets off the phone with his dad, and Barry's just like, he's very distraught, and he decides to go for a run. And apparently he decides to run faster than he's ever ran in his life. And so as he runs so fast, eventually these weird, like... (laughs) circles envelop him and start showing him like the past of the day he just had and i know you talked to me a little bit about this after the movie these circles showing the past are filled with very weird cgi of like the people and things and i was just like is there maybe a better way they could have done this because it looks insane
1: yeah it was awful (laughs) it it did look like Sixty percent of it was complete with like the CGI. Like they had, they had tons more work to do, but they were just like, "Screw it, let's put
0: this out there." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looked funky. I was like, "Well, it was just weird." It looked like they took like you know computer scans of the actors and put them in, and I'm I'm just like, "Could you not have some way just like not did that weird like interpretation and just actually put their faces in yeah. without that?" contortion? I don't know. It looked very weird. Uh, So anyway, he pokes his head like into the scene where he was saving the babies and that makes him realize, oh if I wanted to, I could actually time travel and go back. Um, So now, he goes back to the present and outside his apartment, uh, Barry is having uh, telling Bruce about everything. um, About what happened. And I think this was in one of the trailers but basically Bruce tells Barry that you know, due to the butterfly effect, you can't time travel. You could destroy everything. You, you step on a blade of grass, you know, it could change everything. Uh, so, as Bruce leaves, um, Iris, uh, Iris uh, shows up at Barry's apartment. Uh, so, Barry invites her up. Uh, Barry uses his speed to, like, quickly, like, tidy up his apartment. But then, when Iris comes in, like, all the garbage, like, spills out of his cupboards and things, anyway. You know, that's, and that's uh, a lot of, like, the kind of humor you'll find throughout yeah. this movie, you know. Um, so Iris asks him for a beer. Barry doesn't have any. So he basically phases and, like, steals his um, neighbor's beer. But then because it's all shaken up, he opens it and, it of course, like, sprays him in the face. Yeah. Uh, so they have a conversation and then Iris basically puts it together uh, that Barry, you know, must have became a CSI because of what happened to his father. And he wants to, like, correct the justice system and everything. Um, so this causes Barry to start talking to himself, and he basically comes up with the, with the plan to go back in time, and so I guess in in his mind, this won't be like affecting the timeline too much. He'll just put an extra can of tomatoes in his mom's cart so that she never needed them in yeah. the first place. You know what's stupid about this plan, though, is she was murdered. So why does he think, like, okay, I guess this would make it so his dad didn't have to leave, yeah. but does that mean the murderer... Wouldn't still go to the house? Does this mean the murderer wouldn't just pick a different night? Or a different place to kill someone else. Right. So it seems like his focus should be on stopping the murderer. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not guaranteeing anything. Exactly. So it's a very kind of silly plan to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, I wrote, he seems so weird that I don't think Iris would be (laughs) into him. (laughs) because he is this whole thing he's he's weird now he's all talking to himself all weird talking about you know i don't know i'm just like he he seems like so out there that i'm thinking she would be like okay not today yeah you really have to
1: suspend your disbelief to like think that she's still into it (laughs) right
0: uh so yeah barry runs back in time uh to the grocery store he puts that extra can into his mom's cart um Oh yeah, I even wrote, I guess we just talked about I wrote, question, if Barry's mom was killed by a speedster, would this really stop her death? Right. (laughs) Um, So as Barry's going back to the future, uh, he starts seeing a a vision of his mom uh, now uh, living and basically what happened over the intervening years. These memories of basically um, her celebrating various birthdays of his. Mm -hmm. And then when it gets to his 18th birthday, uh This mysterious um, masked figure shows up and hits Barry and knocks him basically you know out of that space back into the time stream yeah um, and he gets uh when he gets a hit, he's back by his childhood home, but I guess at that point he thinks he's back all the way to the present, yeah um so I think I missed something here he does he steal clothes from like an old woman?
1: Remember? Yeah, yeah. From like an old couple, he takes like one of their pants and one of their shirts or something. So <laughs> what did they
0: to... think? Did he and did he leave his clothes on them? How did that work? I, I don't or know. No, Cause what was he wearing? Uh, was he? No, he would have been in his flash suit, right? Yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't think he gave them anything. <laughs> so were they just <laughs> they naked were just out there,
0: pantsless and <laughs> topless.
1: Uh, topless.
0: <laughs> I mean, couldn't he just like at least ran to a clothing store really, really quick? He could have. (laughs) He's the Flash, but he didn't. Uh, Oh, man. Um, So, yeah, he goes. He finds his his mom. uh, Hugs him. She remarks that he changed his hair uh, style. Uh, So he sits down to dinner with his parents. His parents ask him how school's going. And so now he puts it together that he's not all the way back in the present because Mm -hmm. they think he's still in college. Yeah. Um, so at the same time he sees his past self coming home. So he quickly goes outside. (laughs) So he basically, he's like, Oh, I got to go poop outside as a joke. Right. And he he goes out there and confronts his old self. But my thing is, is like his parents would not have had the curiosity to be like, what is he actually doing? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you just got to ignore a lot that happens in this movie. Um, so now you cut to the two berries talking in his bedroom. I I wrote, apparently his parents didn't investigate his weird behavior. (laughs) Um, uh, So Barry explains the situation to his younger self, uh, who is much more immature. Um, His younger self makes Barry use his speed powers uh, uh, in the room just to show him off. And uh, during that time, he notices his his younger self has been using this teddy bear of his as like a dartboard. Mm -hmm. Um, So a storm starts outside. And Barry realizes that this was the night, conveniently enough, uh, that he got his Flash powers. And he wants to make sure that his younger self also becomes the Flash. So he takes his younger self to the college to make sure that he also gets powers. Um, Younger Barry did reveal that um, he actually had a date with Iris uh, set up that night. Um, So we get to see how phasing works when Barry phases his younger self through the The door of the university, and it like kind of goes to a molecular level to show you know going through the door particles. Um, So I wrote, Barry stupidly tells his younger self that he needs to get hit by lightning in in order to get his powers. If he would have just shut up and said, like, oh, you need to sit there and not tell him about the lightning, Mm -hmm. everything would have been fine. But no, he had to tell him. So, of course, his younger self is freaking out. So Barry has to, like, force him down onto the chair. And so then now when the lightning strikes, it hits both Barry and his younger self. Now, this part, I don't know why they included this at all. So, Barry's tooth is knocked out, and it goes into his younger self's mouth. And then, why... So, here's the thing. Barry is portrayed both as very smart, because he's like a CSI and everything, and as very stupid. He he takes his tooth, and he glues it into his mouth. Yeah. Why would he do this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There is no logical reason. Someone as, I was smart like, as like, how him... Could, that couldn't possibly work. No, it wouldn't work. And <laughs> it it's just... it was the most... It, Idiotic thing ever. Uh, I I just... That's something... You know... These are the things that add up to making me not like this movie as much. Um, So now Barry tries to phase them out of the building, only to find that he has lost his powers. Uh, So now they go back to Barry's apartment. Um, When young Barry discovers uh, his powers, um, he basically... Gets all excited and runs right out before you know Barry can finish his sentence telling him not to do that yet. Um, so, because he doesn't have the special flash suit on, his clothes uh, start to catch on fire and burn. I found this whole scene very hokey. He ends up making this uh, truck tip over that is hauling musical instruments, oddly enough, mm. and um, this ends up getting a, him a tambourine that he can hold over his dick. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, when I say this movie's goofy, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That whole scene was just like eye-rolling to me. Uh, Barry goes back to his apartment and, and puts on a robe. Uh, but before Barry can finish the sentence, uh, his younger self um, uh, phases through the floor, uh, causing the robe to come off, and he falls naked into his you know, downstairs neighbor's apartment. You hear like, the woman scream or whatever. And then he comes right back up. And now he's like starving because of his the flash metabolism. So he starts eating like broccoli and peanut butter and because he's all hungry. And then also because his metabolism, he ends up just like crashing and falling asleep real fast. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Where was I? Okay. So the next morning, uh, Barry takes his young Barry to the park. And he gives him the flash ring, it has the flash suit, we get that whole thing. He puts on the flash suit, and he, he mentioned that the suit is tight in the dick. Mm. Um, now people in the park start uh, to make a commotion. They see something, and so they're like, oh, what's that? So he has Barry take the suit back off, and they go to a nearby bar to see what's going on. Uh, so it turns out in this time, uh, time period, it's when uh, Zod showed up on Earth during Man of Steel. So that's uh, the time frame we're in. Uh, so Barry tells young Barry about uh, how Superman stopped Zod. And I thought this was like a little bit weird, uh, b- but he basically works himself into uh, the end of Man of Steel, where like he was there, uh, he but he had just gotten his powers and he had this like kind of homemade suit Mm -hmm. and it shows that that like there was his father and son in trouble he was able to to just barely save the son but the father got flattened by the world engine Mm -hmm. that was going on i don't know what do you think of that i
1: i didn't care about that
0: (laughs) (laughs) um so now they go back to the apartment and barry discovers that this universe is much different than his uh wonder woman and aquaman don't exist victor isn't cyborg and Eric Stoltz uh, was in Back to the Future, rather than Michael J. Fox. Of course, you know it. Um, they originally shot uh, Back to the Future like almost the whole thing, I think, with Eric Stoltz, yeah. and then they ended up replacing him with yeah. Michael J. Fox. You know, I've heard that, but I don't know if I know who Eric Stoltz is. He was,
1: I think, he was the guy who played that, um, that, that. Big-headed guy in that '80s '90s movie. Like he, he's in call in school. He falls in love with a girl. He's like kind of a, like physically.
0: Oh, um, the mask or ma- just mask or it might it... be that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wrote. Barry's roommates are all there, even though they were all conveniently gone before. And none of them are particularly entertaining. <laughs> yeah, because that's the whole thing. Is like they were the the night before they were in his apartment getting up to all those like naked shenanigans, and none of these guys were there. Yeah, and now all of a sudden, there his apartment's full of roommates. No, no. I was like, come on. Um, so young Barry tells the others that Barry is his cousin, and they don't question it, <laughs> even though they're identical. And like, I get the joke. Like he, he you know, he could have said. Brother, but he said cousin. But um, then I'm like, well, and logically they would have questioned it. You yeah. know, it's just I don't know. It's another one of those things you got to turn your brain off. Uh, so during their conversation, they do discover that this universe does have a Batman, and um, but like nobody ever uncovered his identity or whatever. Uh, so they go to Gotham to to find Bruce Wayne. Um, so they end up they break into the mansion. Um, they there doesn't seem to be anyone there. Like, the whole thing's empty. They end up getting in the kitchen, but now they're confronted by an old, bearded Bruce, um, who, of course, doesn't uh, uh, question them at all. He just attacks. Yeah. This was another thing. I'm like, really? Old, wise Bruce. He's not going to ask him anything. He's just going to go for blood. Also,
1: how'd they get into his house so easily?
0: I know. It was just, I mean, they walked right in. They could have phased, but they didn't, right? They I just, don't think so. I think, like, yeah, they just walked through the gate, walked through the door. Yeah. It's like Bruce, you know, <laughs> apparently, like Alfred was the only one who knew how to use the locks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he beats up Barry, but young Barry is easily to deflect all of his attacks, you know, because he has the speed. And this causes Bruce to eventually crash uh, through a table. Uh, so now Bruce is cooking. They tell Bruce what happened, and he uses a splatis, uh, plate of spaghetti to display how Barry changed both the past and the future, but how some things are similar, but other things are are wildly different. Um, I mean, okay, I don't know if that explanation really. Yeah. No. I mean, I remember like remember the scene in Avengers Endgame where um, Tilda Swinton explains to the Hulk kind of visually how. I, I felt like that worked better than this whole spaghetti yeah. metaphor, but okay.
1: <laughs> this was kind of like just trust that the past changes, too. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so Bruce refuses to help them fight Zod, and he reveals that Gotham is now like a very safe city. Um. So because he won't help, Barry has young Barry phase into the Batcave so they can use Bruce's tech to both um, track down Clark Kent... And maybe find tools to help fight Zod as well. Uh, so Young Barry like won't stop goofing around. He's f- flying all around, looking at the the um, Batmobile and everything. And so Barry uh, starts to yell at him, uh, basically saying that he's like immature, and he, he was pissed at him for throwing darts at the teddy bear um, because he's like you're taking our mom for granted and like yeah. this, which. The thing is, like, he doesn't tell him at this point, because this is the plot point later on, he doesn't tell him at this point that, like, his mom died, mm-hmm. but, like, you would think maybe the other Barry would, like, in fear yeah, that was like what happened since he was freaking out over the sentimental bear. about that. Right, yeah. right. Uh, so, as young Barry sleeps in the Batmobile, Barry calls Bruce on, like, the intercom system, cause it, and he tells him, like, I know you're listening to this, and... Do you remember exactly what he, his conversation was with Bruce here? I, I mean, whatever he said, I remember, it, you know, it basically ends up convincing Bruce to help, but I don't remember the specifics of it. He just
1: says uh, he's stuck somewhere, and uh, he's trying to save his family or his people or something. And, you know, I think Bruce relates to that because his parents, you know, he would like to have saved them, something like that.
0: Pulls on the old family heart heartstrings. Yeah. Uh, so Bruce... Um, um, uh, opens a room that contains like various bat suits that I guess he used during his career. Uh, so Barry wakes up to find a hot cup of coffee, uh, which young Barry drinks, and he also has a redacted document showing that Superman is being held in Russia. Uh, Bruce makes his entrance in the bat suit, and uh, he also reveals the uh, bat plane or you know, bat jet um, from the Batman 89 movie. Although this one's maybe a little different. I don't know. (laughs) Maybe a little fancier. Uh, So that now they're flying to Russia. Um, So once they get there, Bruce uh, glides down with his cape. And then the others parachute down. Uh, They go for another joke here where, like, uh, Bruce has to, like, grapple up this hill. So, like, uh, Barry, without his powers, like, kind of, like, weirdly, like, tries hanging on to Bruce. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, So Barry and Young Barry uh, go into the facility. And immediately make noise, which attracts attention. Again, I thought this was too, like, a little thing trying to get at humor where he's, like, fumbling around making the noise. And I'm like, eh, this is just kind of yeah, stupid. this is annoying. Uh, so the bad guys uh, show up. And they shoot at Barry. Um, so Barry, like, moves him at super speed to get him out of the way of the bullets. But part of me is thinking, like, would he have broke his neck, like, if he moved him that fast? Right, yeah. <laughs> and also, so so this causes um, Barry to start puking. And it's, like, really bad, like, CGI puke. It looks b- terrible. Yeah. I'm like...
1: But, I mean, if that's happening to Barry, then what about all those babies at the beginning of the movie who he was, like, moving at super speed, too, to, like...
0: Yeah, none of them puke. I guess he's um, uh, experienced enough. He knows how to move people (laughs) without making them puke. Um, So, Batman shows up, and he starts wrecking shop, beating up all these guys. And I wrote, nothing is seemingly done practical. This all looks CGI-heavy, cartoony. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I just the fight scene here i didn't like it it just i don't know i mean i i don't know is it even
1: cheaper to go with cgi in some of these situations like i know it's easier probably
0: but i was wondering that too like like because if it wouldn't be like more expensive or too much more expensive to do it practically like do it practically it would look so much better get the best shot because yeah this just like I said, it just looks like a CGI cartoon. You can it; nothing looks natural. Mm-hmm. Um, so they end up finding this big metal ball uh, that Barry calls a, a metal scrotum, uh, where Superman is being held. But as they go inside, dun dun dun, they're surprised to find, oh, it's not Superman; it's a girl. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay, we got to go. Like, that's
1: what Batman says. I'm like, what, Batman?
0: <laughs> also, like, Supergirl is very, like, emaciated because she hasn't been in the sun forever. Yeah. Uh, so the team narrowly escapes being crushed by the metal ball as they, like, escape through a hole that's underneath it. Um, as young Barry takes out a scientist that's in the way, he get, ends up getting shot through the leg by a bad guy. Um, uh, Bruce, um, I think, sends a bomb that, like, Explo- explosively cuts those people off. And then, uh, so they end up going into this other room and Bruce basically ends up putting these charges on the underside of an elevator. So when they go off, it sends mm-hmm. the whole team like up on the roof. Uh, so when they're up at the, on, on the roof, like a bunch of guards show up, but Supergirl has gotten uh, a little bit of sun uh, and this scene was in the trailer. So she's able to like kind of easily uh, defeat these guards for him. And then she passes out again. Um, so now uh, we're back at, at the mansion. Uh, we see Bruce stitching up his arm. And we see he's got a smile on his face. You can tell, like, he's happy that he's mm. Batman again and yeah. kind of back in the fight, you know. Uh, Barry and Barry introduce themselves to uh, uh, Kara. And she theorizes that Clark's shuttle uh, must have been, like, knocked off course, I believe, yeah. and didn't make it to Earth. Um, so now young Barry takes Kara to the roof to get her some sun. Now, this is a question I had. So, on the way, like, her Supergirl suit is on the table. Now, did I miss something? Did they pick that up at the facility? I was like, where did her suit come from? I missed that. It was at the facility. It was. Okay. I just missed that part. I was like, where the hell did they get that suit? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So, Barry, uh, this is young Barry. He wants Kara's help to save humanity from Zod. Um, I forget exactly what she says, but basically she's like, Skeptical of humans because of her experience in yeah. Russia and you know them keeping her prisoner and everything, um, but she does end up flying off and she goes to where Zod is. Um, and she witnesses Zod's army basically kill a bunch of US military soldiers. And then, um, when Zod notices that she's there, she flies away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now we're back in the bat cave. Um, and Bruce asks Barry why he's so set on saving this universe. And um, Barry reveals the truth about his mom and says, you know, and this was in the trailer, I believe, as well, where he's saying, you know, um, because this is the universe where my mom lives. So this is, you know, why I want to protect it. Um, Unknown to him, young Barry is listening below, eating a banana. Of course, the quietest of Mm. the fruits. So he now knows the truth about his mom. Um, So Barry tells Bruce that he's got a plan to electrocute himself, um, basically kind of recreate the accident that gave him his powers because, you know, he wants to try to get his powers back, right? Yeah. Um, so I wrote, conveniently, there's a lightning storm going on. Yeah. And <laughs> uh, they had all the right chemicals and everything. That's another question I had. So, like, um, when he's first electrocuted, like – did they have the chemicals set up? Because there is like an explosion, but I was like, I didn't really see him like doused in chemicals, so I wasn't sure. I didn't
1: see it, but they mentioned like needing like chemicals and lightning.
0: To so they it. must have been yeah. there, I guess.
1: But I mean, like, also this makes you think anybody could be the Flash. Then they could. The Batman can. He can make himself the Flash too. Like. You can just do this over and over again.
0: This is true. I mean, the fact that this works means that there's a chance that if he, he did it himself or with anybody, they could, yeah, but, yeah. and you know, man, Batman with flash powers, that would be scary. Exactly. Um, also, not only is it convenient that there's a lightning storm going on, Batman has like a bat kite oh, yeah. to attract the lightning, <laughs> which I just was like, this is so hokey. Come on. <laughs> and he's got like basically this whole Frankenstein set up, you yeah. know, um, so it g- does get zapped um, but it doesn't it doesn't work initially um, so he's like hit me again uh, but the machine is burnt out um, and he, uh, Bruce can't zap Barry again like he wants uh, but Supergirl shows back up and she just takes him into the sky where he can get like hit directly yeah, <laughs> by the light how guy. that works <laughs> I guess so <laughs> he's a lightning rod mm-hmm. uh, but anyway yeah this plan works uh, Barry gets his power back. Um, and while he's like uh you know healing up, Youngberry makes a crude suit. Uh, uh I I wrote a crude and goofy looking flash suit yeah. uh, out of the bat suit. Uh which he does claim is looser around his dick, so he's got that going for there him. There you go. This suit though, I thought looked bad. Yeah. It Just did. the fact that he had to cut off the the you know the ears and so they still have like the nubs on the top. Yeah. That suit I was like, why did they do this? It looks I mean, I, I guess it's like, oh, I, he had to make a makeshift suit. Okay, but I don't know. To me, it looked goofy. Yeah, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like the look of it at all. Uh, so the team plans to keep Zod's army busy while Kara takes out Zod. Um, so the Flashes are going to take on the ground troops while Bruce provides air support with the Batplane. Um, I wrote, there's lots of questionable CGI throughout this third act. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, oh, did you... Did I, I thought this was weird. So they're like, the Flashes are about to fight and they have this weird, like, um, hello Barbie, let's go party reference from that song. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, that was never set up in context. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I'm like, why?
1: Yeah. I don't get that either. I don't know why they made that thing. There was no mention of the song. uh, Never.
0: Yeah. So I was just like, where did, where did that come from? Um, so Barry warns young Barry about, um, building up too much static and like, he's like, well, if you do, you can, uh, connect your hands in like this weird, like pyramid shape or whatever and zap enemies. diamond cutter. (laughs) What was that about?
1: (laughs) I guess like, it's about... Like the current going through both arms or something? Well, he did
0: mention, like, you have to connect the circuit or whatever. But I'm like, I don't know. Just this, like, oh, you got to make this weird, like, diamond cutter, like, thing. I was like, okay, this is really weird. Mm. Um, So Bruce in the Batplane, he attaches ropes to two other aircrafts and causes them to smash into each other, which uh, the physics probably doesn't work, (laughs) but I'm not going (laughs) to examine it too closely. Uh, so Kara confronts Zod, who reveals that, uh, I guess Clark did get there as a baby, and they thought the Codex was in him, and, like, in trying to get the Codex out, they killed him as yeah. a baby. Uh, so this pisses off Kara, and she just basically pretty one-sidedly starts, like, beating uh, the crap out of Zod. I think she, like, gets him against, like, a tank, and she, like, just, like, basically beats him with, like, the the uh, barrel of the tank, mm. like, into the tank, you know? Uh... But eventually, like, even though she beat him that bad, once she gets close to him, like, he ends up stabbing her with, like, that hidden blade in yeah. his arm. And then he puts this machine, stabs her, this machine into her and extracts the codex out of her system. Because um, he mentions that, like, it wasn't in, Bruce, or, or it wasn't in Clark, it, uh, the codex was in her. Um, um, so now Bruce sacrifices himself and he crashes into his plane into an enemy ship. So basically, having it lost, the Flashes decide to go back in time, Uh, so they both start running. Um, Okay, so yeah, they go back in time, but even though um, things still end up going poorly, so Kara still ends up getting stabbed, and Bruce dies again, only this time, like, he's fighting this, like, gigantic, like, Kryptonian man, Um, and he, like, puts all these, like, explosives on him, eventually does, like, kill that guy, Mm -hmm. but, like... In the process, like, gets beat up to the point where he ends up dying. Yeah. Uh, So as that giant explodes, a piece of his armor gets lodged into, like, Youngberry's arm. Mm -hmm. Which (laughs) is weird because from that point on, he basically ends up using that as, like, a weapon, like a blade. But wouldn't that hurt like hell? Yeah. Like, this is a piece of Like, I know he's the Flash, but this is a piece of metal, like, lodged into his arm. Yeah. Like, I guess you could say his Flash powers are, like, healing that around him, I guess. But you would think if he uses that as a weapon, it's it's still going to be puncturing his skin and like hurting him. Yeah. This, it just doesn't
1: make sense. Yeah, there's too many questions because even if he is healing, then it shouldn't even be sticking out of his arm anymore. Like, I don't know. It's just weird how it all worked out. Yeah,
0: I thought that was very, a very weird choice. You know, the more I go through this movie, the more I think I, I like it less. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, there are some entertaining parts of this movie, but boy, is there a lot of bad yeah. logic. Um, so now young Barry, he just keeps going back in time, uh, you know, and, and set on getting things right, but he keeps losing and basically older Barry, he, he stops cause they're they're again, once again, inside of that circle with all the weird CGI mm, around him. Yeah. Um, and, and, Barry stops because he realizes that, um, this is like a fixed point. Mm-hmm. Uh, this has to happen. And so now he tries to stop Barry, but. Um, young, his younger self now is becoming, like, an obsessed maniac. Yeah. And we get the sense that, like, maybe he's going to take, the, like, this huge villainous turn, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but he shows him, he, he finally gets him to stop a little, and he's like, look, we can see the this multiverse, and you're causing it to, like, implode and, like, crash together. Um, okay. So we get glimpses of all these different universes, uh, including uh, the George Reeves uh, black and white Superman. Yeah. The um, Christopher Reeve uh, Superman, which also includes the Helen Slater uh, Supergirl uh, from the early '80s Supergirl movie that I, I I've never watched, but I've heard is just awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and we get uh, Superman Lives, uh, the movie that never happened, where Nick Cage's. Uh, um, Superman fighting a, a robot spider. Okay. <laughs> have you ever heard the backstory on that movie? No. So basically the script was written by Kevin Smith. This okay. was in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And it, this movie almost happened. Uh Tim Burton was gonna direct. Nick Cage was gonna be Superman. And the reason they have him fight the giant spider is apparently one of the producers of that film was just like dead set on there being a robot spider fight for some reason. Okay. <laughs> um but yeah, but but eventually that movie fell apart, didn't end up happening. Um, and then I believe we also got glimpses of, um, Adam West Batman. Yeah. And I think we also got a, a quick glimpse of, uh, John Wesley Shipp as, uh, Jay Garrick. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, was that it? Do you remember any more? There was also like an old Joker too, like, I could think. Oh, was there? I think there so. was a lot in there, so I might not have got all of them, mm-hmm. but, um, that was most of them anyway. Um, so as Barry and Young Barry are, are, are fighting with each other. That mysterious figure um, that had hit him uh, before shows up. And, um, oh, I should mention, Young Barry during this fighting ended up getting a scar on his face. Mm-hmm. And this mysterious figure ends up being um, basically Young Barry who has tried for, like, I I don't know, eons of trying to fix the timeline and just failing, failing, failing. And he kind of turns into this, this monster guy. But as he takes off his mask and they see the scar... You know, young Barry's like, "Oh, that's that's me." Um, So, as this old 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 Barry uh, tries to stab Barry, young Barry sacrifices himself, causing both him and old Barry to disappear.
1: Perfect, it all worked out. Now we don't have to worry about young Barry and what was going to happen to him. (laughs) Right. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and, and now the, uh, I guess the universe like realigns, multiverses. <laughs> yeah, in.
1: those planets that were already colliding into each other have been <laughs> uncollided.
0: Yeah, I don't know exactly how that works. <laughs> um, so now Barry runs back in time to set things right. Um, So he goes back to the, the store. And I actually thought this scene was actually kind of a, a well done touching scene. Uh, so he has this moment with his mom. Or he's like, "Oh, that's a good cereal," um, and she's like, "Oh yeah, my it's my son's favorite or whatever." And um, he goes in the basically speed time, takes the the extra can of tomatoes back out of her cart, mm-hmm. sealing her fate. Um, but you know, she basically you know gives him a hug, even though she doesn't know it's her son yeah. because she's just like a good person and notices like this is a stranger who seems like he needs a hug, mm-hmm. so. You know, I like that scene. I thought it was a touch, kind of a touching, well-done scene.
1: Yeah, I just didn't feel like it was realistic. I feel like in this day and age, nobody would give a stranger a hug like that. <laughs> That's
0: probably true. That's probably true. Um, so after that, he takes the can of tomatoes out of the car and he returns it. <laughs> but then, like, he just went through all this stuff. He's like, okay, got to set things right. But then he puts the tomatoes on the top shelf so that his dad's face will be caught on camera. A
1: lateral move.
0: So, he, yeah, he's just like, oh, I learned my lesson. No, I didn't. i going yeah. to change things right away
1: again. Do, do pretty much the exact same thing. Just, <laughs> you know, a different
0: event. It's nuts. <laughs> uh, so now he runs back to the future and uh, he finds a note from Iris, uh, which uh, reminds him that he's late for his dad's court hearing. Uh, so he shows up, um, you know, late to his dad's uh, hearing. But, of course, they do show the new footage. His dad looked up. His dad is exonerated and a free man. Um, outside the courtroom, he's greeted by Iris, and uh, they agree to go on a date. Um, okay, so now Barry's on the phone with Bruce. Um, now, I'm wondering... Because me and you talked about this a little bit. And when he's just talking to Bruce, we were both like, oh, is it, now is it going to be Michael Keaton? Yeah. So I'm wondering if they did something with the voice here to distort it in a way where it wasn't immediately that we could tell. Or maybe, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I feel like we would have been able to tell if it was clear, you know, whose voice right. that
0: was. Uh, but Bruce shows up in his car. And guess what? It's not Ben Affleck. It's <laughs> not Michael Keaton. They want to remind you of the worst Batman of all time, George Clooney. Now, don't get me wrong. Clooney is a great actor. But why would you ever want to remind anybody of the abomination that is Batman and Robin?
1: I guess uh, Clooney really wants a second chance at getting this right.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know what? It would be interesting to see if he could do a good job if he got a chance at it again. That being said, I don't want to see a continuation (laughs) of this story and then hilarity ensues because Barry's glued tooth falls out and we roll credits.
1: Yeah. Great. Uh,
0: um, so, yeah, like we mentioned earlier, there's like the, the credits going by where we see the the dog from the baby scene. Uh, and then a total meaningless post-credit scene uh, where uh, Barry and Arthur are hanging out. And Arthur's just like, you know, seven sheets to the wind, just really drunk. And he falls in this puddle and asked uh, Barry to go get him more beer. I mean, it wasn't very entertaining, and it, it it did nothing to get us excited about the future. Yeah, it didn't really reveal anything, so... Yeah, it sucked. So my thing with this movie is not only is it, like, you know, kind of mediocre and goofy, but, like, you know, James Gunn, when he talked about this movie, is like, okay, this movie's going to, you know reset everything and, and set the stage for the DCU going forward. So, like, I was hoping, like, going coming out of this movie, we'd at least have kind of a clear picture of where they're going. We have none, though. No. None. And so on that level, this movie is very disappointing.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I think, it's, I think this movie is going to be, like, completely wiped away. Like, they're going to start with a whole new DCU EU after this.
0: I mean, really, what did it reset? Like, it, it, it teased... Um, possibly collapsing the multiverse, like into a new universe or something, but it didn't actually do that. Yeah, and so you're still left wondering, like, you know, is it going to be a, a huge reset, or are they still uh, going to reuse a bunch of these characters? I mean, they did use Gal Gadot again. Are they going to make her Wonder Woman again? They they used uh, Jason Momoa again. Are they going to use him again? I mean, as Aquaman. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean.
1: The thing is James Gunn didn't really like have much to do with this movie, and uh, I'm thinking like you know he's already got his own ideas. I don't know if he's gonna use this
0: here's the thing. I get that James Gunn didn't have anything to do with this movie, and um I get that he wanted to hype it up and have people see it but but saying what he said about it was pretty
1: much a falsehood, yeah, yeah, I agree with that I mean you got to sell it. <laughs> and i think dc they must have like gone on some serious they must have spent a lot of money getting these people to who are out there saying that this movie was great to say that you know
0: you know what i gotta be honest anytime now i hear um a news story of like oh people who have seen it earlier um you know especially people associated with the studio mm. um uh, are hyping it up i'm i'm very skeptical now because like the first time I ever seen this happen I remember I saw the trailer to that uh Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern movie oh, okay. and I was like man this trailer looks like really bad mm-hmm. but then like a story came out that was like oh this was shown um on the WB lot and it got a standing ovation <laughs> and like a second one is already in like being written so I was right. like oh maybe it was just a bad trailer and the movie's going to be great yeah. and of course that movie's just awful yeah. and then the second time I remember hearing it was in the lead up to Batman versus Superman and same thing like oh this was shown on the WB lot standing ovation what's going on the WB lot (laughs) Um, and I'm like and then of course that movie uh spoilers not good and then now this one like all so much hype before and it comes out and like I said it's not like it's not the worst superhero movie of all time there are there there are a couple spots that are, are good but, man, overall, it's just, like, joke after joke It doesn't land. Too much CGI. Yeah. A lot of bad CGI.
1: Yeah, there were some lulls, too, just throughout the movie. It's, it felt long.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there was definitely some parts where you're maybe looking at your watch, being yeah. like, you know. Yeah. It, you know, it's not like, we, you know, we talked about when we were watching um, Across the Spider-Verse. That movie's about the same length, and it just flew by. Yeah. This movie you know, isn't like that. You definitely, there are some, some down times where Big you feel difference. it.
1: Big difference. Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> boy, you got anything to add before we score this thing? Uh, no, I think that pretty much touches on everything I wanted to say, man. I got to say, as we went through this and I kind of remembered more and more stuff that rubbed me the wrong way. I think I'm down to, I'm going to say a 5.5 out of 10.
1: Yeah, I guess I'll be a little bit more generous, I guess. I'll give it a six, only because compared to the other DC movies, this was not the worst.
0: I guess <laughs> grading on a on a curve. <laughs> yeah, man, I I, I do want to get to where I'm excited for DC movies again, but uh, uh, I mean, they got to get some momentum first. And this they didn't did the do right
1: it. thing by hiring James Gunn. I think he'll eventually start taking it in the right direction, but. This, I'm so tired of their BS, like all the hype they put behind this movie. It's just, man, I I wouldn't mind them bombing a few times just to learn their lesson.
0: (laughs) Well, it's happening because, um, you know, Black Adam did very poorly. Shazam 2 did very poorly. Mm -hmm. This movie, like, I don't know what it'll ultimately be at, but it did underperform. It made about, I think, 60 million domestically this opening weekend, which is less than they thought. Mm Mm-hmm. And so, like, maybe it is getting... Hopefully that will, like, get in their mind. Like, yeah. they need to... The thing that really depresses me, though, is, like, there's two more DC movies this year. Um, Blue Beetle, Aquaman 2. I'm not excited for either no. of those. I don't expect them to be good. Not at all. At all. No. Like, maybe we'll be pleas- pleasantly surprised, but I would be shocked if either of those are good. They don't look good. No. Um, But... <sighs> And then we'll have basically a year of, I guess, no DC movies, because Superman doesn't come out until 2025, so 2024 is going to be uh, no DC movies. They could use a year off. Yeah, I mean, if it ultimately leads to to better movies, I'm yeah. all for it. Now, they did announce that um, Batman the Brave and the Bold, which is going to be the Batman that I guess features uh, also Damian Wayne, okay, is going to be um, directed by Andy either Moushietti or Muschetti, mm. the guy that directed the, this movie. <laughs> and uh, now I'm like, boy, I don't know if I I like his style, if he's going to use um, this much CGI. CGI yeah. yeah, like, please, Andy, if you're listening, uh, please hey, try people. to use some practical fights or something. Yeah, You know what I want to see? I want to see a Batman-like fight that's like you know, has, like, John Wick level of choreography. Oh, that would be awesome. Or, like, I don't know if you've ever seen the Raid movies. The fights in those movies are awesome. Okay. Like, I want to see a Batman fight where you're like, yes, this is Batman.
1: Right, right. There was, I mean, besides him using a shotgun, there was that one cool scene in the Snyder Cut. or Not the Snyder Cut. Uh, the Superman. Yeah, Snyder's Oh, original. I
0: think it's... Uh, Batman versus, Batman versus Superman. Superman, like in the warehouse, yeah. fighting those guys. Yeah, that was cool. That was a pretty cool scene. Remember in that one, they actually do like shoot him like right in the back of the head, but he yeah. like the armor like saves him.
1: Yeah, this is a good display of like what his armor is able to do. You know, yeah. he can. That's why he's so in, invulnerable.
0: Zack Snyder is one of those directors where like, like he he does know how to compose a shot. Like most of his stuff looks good. He just makes we he's just we, weird story decisions. Yeah. He, he's like a
1: 13-year-old kid when it comes to the story, like, oh, explosions and this
0: and that, blah,
1: blah, <laughs> tits, blah, blah, you know, whatever. But, like, when it comes to actually, like, you know, making cool
0: shots, he can do that. Like, I like several of his movies, but there's always just something where I'm like, ah, did you have to do that? Yeah. Like, even uh, his adaptation of Watchmen, I like a lot, but there's a, a few things in there that I'm like, ah, could have left that out. Yeah, somebody covered
1: his, uh, his feelings about Watchmen. he... He took the comics like pretty literally, like uh you know where there's supposed to be like a a like almost a commentary about like superhero comics and like how certain characters are like you know written certain ways right and he he was like oh these these people are awesome, I love these like there was no like critique <laughs> of the character he was picking up on,
0: yeah I mean, there's pluses and minuses about that movie overall, I, I do like it there's just a few things in it that that are, were unnecessary and kind of annoyed me but mm. um even like um 300 is a good movie but there's a couple things in that too where i'm like ah, probably didn't need that
1: <laughs> yeah it is kind there's some weird stuff in there like the guy with the like sharp hands and stuff like, exactly exactly was... yeah that's one of those things where i'm like
0: that was unneeded yeah <laughs> you don't need to do that like this like mostly like Uh, somewhat realistic story and then you just have like straight up like monster dude and I'm like didn't need that (laughs) didn't need that at all yeah but like at the same time you look at some of the shots in his movies and you're like man visually this is striking Yeah, like it looks cool Mm -hmm. so like I'm always like I'm always like rooting for him like to you know because I think somewhere in there there's a talent but he also just Sometimes makes bizarre choices.
1: Yeah, I mean, w- the Snyder Cut with uh, Justice League, I was I was very happy with. Like, it was so much better than the original.
0: You know, it, it's week. definitely better. I mean, it still has problems, but yeah, a lot better yeah. than that original cut, which was just awful.
1: Yeah, so I mean, that made me think better of him. Much better than Joss Whedon, anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Which was so weird. Like, I, I, I think Joss Whedon was, like, canceled for things as he's...
1: Yeah, his his Buffy the Vampire Slayer time is coming up, and people are talking about that now, and he was very creepy, and some of those girls were, like, young. Like, younger age at the time? Yeah.
0: But, like, I remember at the time, like, you know, I, I was sad for, you know, Zack Snyder because, of course, like, his daughter committed suicide. That's what, mm-hmm. uh, you know, made him leave the project or whatever. But like when they brought in Joss Whedon, I'm like, well, this, you know, I I, I love the first Avengers movie so much. I'm like, well, if you got to replace him, like Joss Whedon seems like the yeah. guy. But then it turned out just so terribly that I'm yeah. like, well, okay. That, I feel like he
1: he he must have had help with the Avengers. Like some somebody must have been guiding
0: him <laughs> a little bit there. You know, I feel like that Marvel machine, like. It's going to do a lot of the work. Yeah. And it's almost a struggle for the director to get any of their vision into it sometimes.
1: Yeah. Which in that case was a good thing. <laughs> Might have been yeah. a good thing.
0: Of course, you never know the backstory on yeah. some movies, too. True. Maybe, maybe mm-hmm. he did play a big part in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. In conclusion, The Flash, wish you were better, but, um, um,
1: Maybe they can go back in time and fix the movie a little bit.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> Get that
0: CGI right. Man, I just... You know, I'm I'm very interested in, in when the James Gunn stuff starts coming out. But a part of me is... And, like, I know you don't have to copy Marvel. But structurally, I think Marvel did such a good job. Like, um, a part of me would love them to just copy that and be like, you know... Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, Justice League movie. Yeah, um, sequel, 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 and then we'll add in, you know, maybe a, a, a less used character, you know. But I, 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 you know, I think people underestimate how that helped get the MCU off the for ground sure for and sure. build such a solid foundation. Yeah. Whereas, like, I'm excited for like these projects they've announced, but I'm like, like, don't get me wrong, like. Uh, the prospect of a Swamp Thing movie sounds really cool mm-hmm. but I'm like is is Swamp Thing what you want to build your your foundation on? Yeah. Probably I mean, not.
1: Marvel started out with characters that were more realistic like kind of fit into like our version of reality and then you know it, from, it got more and more absurd from there but that was okay because they had started with you know kind of realistic stuff whereas DC like it seems like you know hey we're going all in you're going to you're going to get the spaceman you're going to get this and that everything you know all at once i think start with you know batman you know start with somebody normal and then work your way out
0: yeah i think it's just you know it's having that like good logical a to b to c instead of just having all these kind of things that feel uh, desperate and and like can they come together in some yeah. cohesive way you know i i just think having having a structure with these you know, connected universes is an important thing. I, I
1: do think though that there is a huge difference between DC using these uh D C cities and countries or whatever they're using compared to like Marvel using actual city names. Like I think that that gives us more of a insight on, you know, the reality of the situation. You right know? where things are. Yeah, where things are.
0: You know, I will I will say like I I don't mind like like, I think it's kind of cool to have like Gotham and, and, and Metropolis, but the, the problem with in, in DC has always been like, okay, Gotham is a stand in um, for New York City, yeah, but the problem is Metropolis always was kind of that too, yeah, and, and then like in the comics, it, it's even stupider because. They at the same time they'll ha- they have New York City sometimes in the comics, right. so it's like okay, where is Gotham if it's not? New... It's like there's just like a million cities it's on like, top are of there each other.
1: Three New York cities, like what what's going on
0: here? I just wish like the you know uh, the DC universe. Get rid of the, like the real life cities and, and make it clear which is which, so like maybe Goth- Gotham is New York, maybe metropolis is like I don't know Pittsburgh or something yeah, maybe Central city is Chicago, Chicago yeah um, um, star city is sea or Seattle is star City okay I think oh okay, that makes sense actually i think it, I think it is supposed to be right, uh, green Arrow, he's basically in Seattle. Oh, okay. I, I think that. I think that's the case, <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't mind the fake cities, but don't have them alongside the real cities. In, yeah, in. <laughs> it's a little weird to have the the mix and match. I think it is. <laughs> um, anything else to add? That's it for me. All right, guys. Um. Uh, well. Did we get it right or get it wrong? Let us know what your score of The Flash is, uh, whether you enjoyed it or not, whether you're looking forward to uh, the uh, Blue Beetle and, and Aquaman 2, um, the, the movies you're excited for that uh, James Gunn has announced. Let us know in the comments. Uh, but anyway, that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week. Please, please, please tune in again next week. Bye, guys.
1: Take care.